Hello everyone and welcome back to Uncovering Disabilities. I'm your host Sophia Dawn and today we have Nicole with us. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks and yourself? Pretty good, thank you. So what is your disability? So my disability is spinal muscular atrophy type 2, more commonly known as SMA and it's a genetic disorder. What are some symptoms or what occurs with that disability? So with SMA, there are four types, one being the worst, where a child doesn't usually live to see their second birthday, four being where they only inherit the disorder in their, in their lives, like around 40. And so I have in between type one and type two, which is quite severe. Um, so I'm wheelchair bound now. I was diagnosed when I was two. Um, so when I was very little, I lost my ability to walk. So I'm wheelchair bound, all my muscles, every, like my eyes, my throat, my lungs, every muscle that I have is deteriorating over time. So um, the older I get, the weaker I become. And eventually our muscles just die and there's no way to bring them back. So you were diagnosed when you were two. Do you know yeah. what that process was like or how that process might occur in others? So I actually still have the scar on my leg. They had a muscle biopsy taken and it went for the results. And on my second birthday, actually, my dad was called by the hospital and they diagnosed it as spinal muscular atrophy type two. Um, but there are different ways. I think if I'm not mistaken, you can get a saliva or blood test done and it will determine how many SMN genes you have in your body and determine or based on how many SMN genes, it will tell you what type of SMA you have. Do you know anything about type three and four? Uh, type three would be, you would get it on, so I was diagnosed when I was two. So you'd be diagnosed later on, so maybe around three, four. Um, and at that, with that type of SMA, you're able to walk until much later on in your life. You're not wheelchair bound permanently. You can still walk slightly or it's not as bad. And then type four is, there's another name for it, but I'm not 100% sure what it is. Um, but it's very similar to ALS where you don't get it as a child, but you get it as an adult. Have you faced any discrimination due to your spinal muscle atrophy? So discrimination seems very harsh, but I know that I have been treated differently. Um, I have been excluded per se in certain things because obviously you can't do everything in a wheelchair. If you go to a place and there's stairs, you can't go there. There's this, and a lot of people say, oh, there's only one or two stairs, but just one or two stairs, a wheelchair can't climb up. Um, but discrimination and the fact that people play now tell me that you're in a wheelchair and you can't do this, I haven't. But there are some things um, that you get discriminated for, but not directly, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So more like the places or the activities just aren't accessible to you rather than people directly excluding yeah. yeah. How has SMA or people in wheelchairs been portrayed in the media, if at all? And how would you change it if you could? 
So um, SMA actually isn't in any movies or any TV shows that I'm aware of. Uh, I have looked into it, but there isn't anything that I've found. Um, there are some things in the works that I'm told that uh, will be coming out soon, but obviously with COVID, everything got stopped for a while, but it's very rarely seen on TV. Um, and I think that is something that needs to change because a lot of people have never heard of it before and don't know anything about it because they're kept in the dark. Like if you had to find, uh, well, there's a lot of different TV shows and stuff about amputees or someone who's blind or hearing impaired. Um, so you're sort of aware of it and you get to learn a little bit about it based on what you see. But people don't understand the complexity of our disability because there's no one showing it and there's no one um, just explaining it to the world. Um, but we do have some very prominent um, YouTubers like Shane Burkhoff, who is who has SMA and who is just shining the light on our disability. And there's so many other people as well who are getting treatment that is out currently and just explaining to the world what it does and how it's helping. Um, but yeah, I think definitely in the future, it should be made more aware. So now I'm going to give you some time to think and okay. for any experience, story, or anything like that, that you might want to share, or if anything that you realize, oh, I don't want to have this in anymore, you can exclude. Um, I actually do have a few stories. Um, so when it was in 2009, I was seven, we had fundraised to go to China for stem cell treatment because at the time there was no treatment at all for SMA. Um, so we would take any little chance that we could to just see what would happen. Um, so we fundraised and we went to China and we stayed there for 40 days and got stem cell treatment. I got it through my spine and through an IV. Um, so we did that and it was unsuccessful, unfortunately, but it was still something that we were glad that we did just to know that we did it, we ticked it off the list. And if we didn't do it and it worked, we would be upset um, that I know in, so in 2014, I was 12, I went for spinal correctional surgery. And that was because I'd gained the scoliosis. Um, and it was so bad that it was crushing my heart and my lung. So the doctors told me that if I didn't have surgery done, eventually it would just crush my heart completely. Um, so we did it and it was actually on the 15th of December um, and it was released today, six years ago. So I would have, um, so yeah, it was a learning curve because I wasn't able to sit for a very long time. And that's all I did because in a wheelchair, that's all you can do. So I had to sit again. I had to gain mobility again because with the very limited that I had, um, I lost it. But estimate if you lose something, it's not very often that you can gain it back. Yeah, I think those are the only disability-related stories. I did come to America once, and that was to see Disney World, and that was because our Reach for a Dream kind of... It's similar to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, they sponsored me in 2009 as well. Um, so we were able to go there for a week and we lived in the uh, Give Kids the World, um, which was a little resort for all kids with disabilities. 
which was absolutely amazing and it's such a great initiative that's been made. Um, and also not really disability related, but two years ago, um, my uncle had uh, paid for my ticket to go to Dubai. And so we went there for the, uh, for the Christmas holidays. It was so strange because we had we went there and we didn't, we didn't know what to expect. We were in Abu Dhabi for a day, like the roads and the pavements and stuff weren't wheelchair friendly. So we had to, I have an electric wheelchair, which is pretty big. So my dad had to carry the wheelchair up the pavement because it was, it was pretty high as well. Um, and there was no ramps for us to get up on, back onto the pavement. Wow. How, how heavy is your electric wheelchair? You go to the sidewalk, this Oh. Yeah. No sidewalk. Oh, okay. My dad just explained that you guys call it a sidewalk, not a pavement. Oh. That's what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. How heavy was it? So my electric wheelchair is a normal wheelchair frame with two car batteries on it. And I think it's about 66 kilograms. I'm not too sure what the equivalent is. Uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't yeah. tell you either. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty heavy. Yeah, wow. Were you in it when? They- yeah, I had to be in it because uh-huh. we were out in public. There's no way else. I could have sat for my dad to drive. So that's mm-hmm. 66 plus about 27 kgs. So that's like 80 kgs, which is pretty heavy. Yeah. Wow. That's some determination. <laughs> yeah. Determination. I, my dad and I have always said that um, we'll never let my disability stop me or deter me from anything. So no matter what it is, no matter where we are, we will never let it stop us from doing what we want to do and what we love. And traveling is something that I really do love. As we're wrapping up, are there any final statements that you have to someone who might have SMA or be in a wheelchair or just the general listener? One thing that I want, like saying that I love to live by is we might have a bad and I might have it bad, but someone else has it so much worse. So do whatever you're able to do, do what you love and if you love what you're doing, You'll never work a day in your life. So um, yeah, just carry on being you, carry on smiling and loving and doing everything that you want to do because nothing can stop you if you put your mind to it. Something, okay. Actually, I didn't say this, but I went to a special needs school. And so we had it from pre-primary, I'm not sure what it's called there, um, but we had it from pre-primary all the way to matric, which is our final year of school. Um, so I think that's senior year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I was there my entire life. I was there for 14 years. And I was exposed to all these different disabilities and all these different lifestyles. And I was taught so much about um, accepting people and just not having blinders on the night because I had friends who were autistic, who were blind, who were hearing impaired, who were in wheelchairs or amputees or had crutches. For so long, I didn't realize that it was a disability. It was my normal because I was exposed to it every day. And I think a lot of people don't realize that it's people's normal. And that's actually a word that I don't like to use because I don't think anyone is normal. I think we're all unique and we're all special and we're all made the way we are for a reason. But that's something that a lot of people don't realize is our lives are normal to us. Um, so we don't realize that 
that's not how other people see it. Yeah, that's just one thing that I think I should have shared. I think that's pretty wise. And that was a good way to end the podcast. So I would like to thank you again for joining me. And thank you to everyone who's listening. And I hope you come back.